this week on the Media Virus Podcast. North America's largest land mammal is also number one in squishing visitors at Yellowstone National Park. Vending machines in New York City to offer free crack pipes. Actor, inspiration behind Grease Monkey Pete's hairstyle, and a second famous dick in a week, Richard Mull, dead at 80. In the B Block, the infection team talks with Steve and Dean, and then maybe Colleen from Croydon Haunted Hallows. In the C Block, we bring you a special shit in space, discuss the fact that our brains know that we do the show on Zoom instead of in person, and get a report from our laboratory at the U of V. With just the tips, number 63, on this 156th episode of the Media Virus Podcast. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. We're going to start over. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. Grease Monkey Pete. Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdev. <laughs> Hot damn do we have a show for you people this week. I am Matty Rockdef, the mattiest of all Rockdefs, and proof positive that anyone can have a podcast. I truly put the ultra and ultra crepidarian. Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. I want to take a minute, and I want to thank the new subscribers for their support, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or if you're just checking us out on TheMediaVirus.com, thank you. And as always, you can give us a call here on the shows at uh, 646-VIRUS-01. That's 646-VIRUS-01. Uh, you might make it on the show. Could happen. Who knows? Uh, I had a fun week. Yeah. I, uh, you, 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 you seem to want to tell us about it, too. Well... I mean, when I say fun, you know, nothing's barrels of fun. Like, so I decided to start leaving voicemails, you know, yeah. about the, the little things that tickle me, you know. And on Saturday, I was working uh, the Pure Shaka booth at the Black Yoga Fest. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. The was, Black Yoga time. Fest. I didn't realize that was a thing. Well, it's the first one. Okay, so it was supposed to it, be. It's it now a thing. Instructors. But I, I wasn't the only white person. It turned out I was not the only white person there. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some white folks that want to do black yoga. You have the. I do. Let's, let's go ahead. And that real quick. Hey, so it's Maddie, and uh, as a representative of my job, Pure Shaka, I have been sent to uh, an event today called Black Yoga Fest. It's at a a black community center and uh, they count that they're going to have all black instructors. And then uh, my white ass is going to be selling dope. Um, but uh, to add a little insult to injury, uh, the organizer of the black yoga fest is running late as is my partner for the, for the day. 
who was bringing all of the uh, all of the merchandise. So we're going to see how today goes. <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> that was you know that was, and honestly, it went better than I thought it could have. Well, I mean, it's so out of character for black people and drug dealers to be late. I was on time. That was, I guess that was the, uh, thing. Uh, anyway, then on Sunday I went over to my parents. Yeah. Uh, and it's just some gems, Pete, Pete, Pete. Yep. Are you there? Yep. Are you ready? Do you, use, ready. Do you use Irish spring? I do. All right. Wait to hear this. Play it, Mike. It's Maddie. I'm at my parents' house visiting and doing little chores. My dad is legitimately angry because he's been buying Irish Spring soap for years, and he just read the box and it says "Made in Mexico." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share that. <laughs> really upset him, did it? It really did. <laughs> like, like he really thought he was buying some imported Irish soap, and like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like he thought he was buying imported Irish soap. It was it was, it was a heritage thing for him. <laughs> I'm a haggis and my soap. We got it. We got it. We convinced him into getting a new iPad because the two iPads that he had would not log on to Walmart.com. They just you couldn't you couldn't order on Walmart.com. Why? Because it was just it was too old. Okay. Okay. The right? security wouldn't upgrade far enough. Gotcha. Right. So he, we just we talked to him into getting a new iPad. Right. But now he's got like a crystal clear picture of things, and that's where he saw uh. on the box. He'd never, never examined the box before. He was legitimately. So, so what's he using the iPad camera to look at shit close up? Yeah. <laughs> and to, well, and like zooming in on my my wife's been teaching him how to use it. Right. On pictures and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not, not gonna lie, I've done that myself a couple oh. times in the last few months. Oh, I do. I used to do it before I bought readers. I used to do it all the time. Take a picture of something, and make it so I could read it. Yep. Um, Son of I a... didn't. I didn't think anybody was going to top that. For, oh shit! I tore my earphones out. Uh, I didn't think anybody was going to top that for the day. But then, uh, and you know, my mom, she'll disappear, <laughs> and uh, and she'll go in her room. She'll cl- and she'll smoke. Like, well, just, I think I go. I think I actually go into a little bit of detail about that okay in the message yeah this this one's a little bit longer let's try this one out just an update uh visiting with with my parents and uh my mom went into her bedroom so she could smoke but she thinks that we can't smell it if she's in her bedroom and the door is closed um and i wander in to see how she's doing and she's she's watching 9-11 documentaries and i was like oh good we've we moved on from the Nuremberg trials uh, and uh, and the Jewish camp survivors to to nine eleven. So we're we're getting all the national, all the terrible tragedies, you know, around the world. I guess we started in one place. We're we're in the nineties now. And I was like, oh, good, you know, nine eleven. My mom looks at me and she says, Matt, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it at the time, but this was really bad. <laughs> Oh, 
Wow. She hasn't really paid much attention to it. Oh. Now she's watching a documentary. <laughs> we live in Edgewater Park, New Jersey. It's, oh. it's, all right. That's it. <laughs> Zoinks. So your your parents are both making major realizations about the world this week. Yeah. <laughs> major revelation major revelations at the Rock Def residence, ladies and gentlemen. Mammy and Pappy Rock Def have come to the realization that Irish Spring soap is formulated and and cast in Mexico. It's made in Mexico. He was so angry. And Mammy Rock Def just realized, son of a bitch, I wasn't paying attention. That 9-11 thing was really bad. I come out later. I come back from leaving that message. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I walk in. My mom is now in the living room with Erica and my, and my dad. And yeah. Erica's kind of been watching me the whole time, like uh -huh. questioning why... And I'm like, why do you keep disappearing like, and making a phone call? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I come back and my mother is explaining to Erica how the towers fell. Like mechanically. <laughs> I don't know. Great detail, like, engineering terms and everything. Yeah. Like the sway, a building has to sway, you know, well, that's, there's a reason that this, this slides and then everything just comes undone. Like, Ma Ma Matthew, Matthew, what temperature does thermite burn at again? <laughs> Fifteen hundred degrees, ma. <laughs> I don't know. Should I? Should we tell her it was an inside job? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh mm. shit! Let's send her Zeitgeist. I don't. I'm unaware of what you, that you've is. never seen Zeitgeist the movie. No. Oh, it's it's this deep, dark rabbit hole of conspiracy of of how the uh the world is run by a by the secret cabal and and the money moves and and who Osama bin Laden really is. It's a deep dive, dude. My my dad might have written that movie. <laughs> dude, your parents should definitely have some gummies and check my, this one out <laughs> my, da my dad dude when my when, when i remember when i was 15 16 years old my dad would talk about like the people that run the world <laughs> he would, he's just a figurehead he's he, not. he would love it yeah yeah you could get your parents all charged up with zeitgeist <laughs> but all she does is sit in a room and watch tragedies it, well you know whatever makes her happy Right? <laughs> can you think about something like good? Like, what about hands? Can we like focus on hands across America? You remember that? <laughs> she get all sad. Yeah, I mean, remember the song I'd like to buy the world of Coke? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's a fucking great song. Man. And you know, they're on top of that hill and they're all out in the middle of yeah, the they're man. in and and not a fucking one of them got too close to a bison. No. And, and you know that because they, they took a helicopter and they went up over them. They took a big shot looking down on all those people. And there wasn't a bison to be seen. No, there wasn't. I guess we've been running too long. They weren't at, they weren't at Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone National Park, a place of awe-inspiring beauty and untamed wildlife, recently saw an encounter that turned into a wild thriller. A tourist seeking adventure found themselves face-to-face -face with a wild bison. 
The outcome, however, was far from a fairy tale style ending one might hope for. A gripping what he hope. What do you think he was hoping for? Uh, like pet the fucking thing. <laughs> come in, Mister. Homemade buffalo wings. Come in, Mister. Yo, just because you can walk up and touch a cow doesn't mean you can walk up and touch a bison. <laughs> no, it does not. It's in fact, bovine, but they act very different. So, just just to give you an indication, I was at a farm where there was a bison. They rescued him because he was abandoned, and he he was raised around horses and cows. And there was a big sign in front of him that said, "Don't touch the bison." <laughs> he was in a fence. He liked people. He presumably liked people and had his big nasty horns trimmed down. And there was a sign that said, "Don't touch the bison." Right. He will fuck you right in the ass. He was in a pen he all people that much. He was in a pen all by himself, <clears throat> and he loved the horses that were on the farm. And he was in the next paddock over, so like the, he could run down the, the fence next to them. But he wasn't allowed in with them anymore because. Even though he thought he was a horse, he still tried to play like a buffalo. As it turns out, horses and buffaloes play a little different because of the horns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything, is there anything more to the story that we... He well, survived, right? Uh, da, 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 da. Actually, it doesn't even mention anybody specifically in the, uh, in the actual article. There is a photo. I do have the photograph that uh, circulated that they talked about I can put up. Yeah, well, there was there wasn't a mention of a specific person, but the um, they, they hey, there's said, a link. They, they use the word squashed, and that yeah. is squashed. That, if he's that, fucking survived that, yeah. Seriously, what the fuck were you trying to do? Yeah, I mean, there's what? a link to a hilarious narration, though. <laughs> okay, where's that? Down the page a little bit. Okay, this bison attacks dumb tourists plus hilarious narration. Oh, oh, how about it? Just, this is just a video. It's loading an ad, which means uh, we have it. to mute it. Well, we mute it. And it's not skippable, but it will end in 22 seconds. Awesome. In the meantime, I'm here to tell you all about um, the Media Virus Podcast. We're fantastic. You should be listening to us, and so should your friends. Share us with your friends. Send them to themediavirus.com to check us out. You can also find our audio version on uh, Spotify. And here we go. Oh, 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 pause. Are we all ready? Here we go. Hey, guys. We've run into a bison here, and stupid girls are approaching it. Uh, bison can run up to 30 miles an hour and gore you to death, so who knows what kind of action you might be in for if you said because smart, smart folks. I can't believe that you're in the national parks. Anywho, we're just going to sit and watch him feed for a little bit, and, uh... This woman doesn't sound like she can be Oh, oh there yeah. goes. There you oh, go. shit! I should say, come here. Yeah. Oh shit! That's generally about the. Like, he didn't even have to move fast. They were like, "Oh no, this is over." Hope that was as exciting for you as it was So, the that, bison crossed the road. Yeah, why did the bison cross the road to get those girls away from him with the damn camera? So, yeah, I mean, stupid people with, uh, you know, getting too close to wild animals. That's a bad thing. Bad thing. The park services don't do that. 
but uh, yeah, I, I did. Re- they can weigh up to two thousand pounds. Um, they're protected there in in Yellowstone, and I think that's um, what's next. What's we- next? You won't believe what's next. In recent news, New York City has unveiled a novel approach to tackle public health concerns. A vending machine in Brooklyn funded by public resources offers not your typical snacks, but rather Narcan and free crack pipes. The aim behind this initiative is to improve public health and reduce overdose deaths. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca Lynn How does it help public health? You're not sharing crack. I mean, what the most you're going to get is what herpes. <laughs> Rebecca Lynn Walton, chief. Well, you can't get AIDS from a toilet seat. You well, can't get AIDS from sharing a cigarette. Yeah, but they 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 smoke crack and other things when they can't get get little glass vials and and you know, you know it, it's it's not good to smoke out of certain things. Thanks for telling me now. <laughs> Fucking forty seven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, a vending machine. Rebecca Lynn Walton, chief strategy officer for, at services for underserved, emphasized the importance of such a machine, stating that it can save lives and normalize the idea that people struggling with addiction can safely see, can use safely and seek treatment to turn their lives around. However, critics like former NYPD commissioner Bill Bratton v- view this as a surrender in the war on drugs, arguing that these vending machines encourage drug use instead of helping people move away from addiction. Narcan vending machines have become a growing trend in several states, including Pennsylvania, Texas, and Michigan. New York City, though, stands out as the first to distribute free crack pipes through vending machines. The debate around this program continues with some... Life just keeps getting easier. You can buy, you know, my Delta 8 weed you can buy, you get a crack pipe right on the fucking street. It's fucking fantastic. That's why the Democrats are taking over. We're all on drugs. Some, like like Ricky Wynn, a former drug dealer and addict turned activist, stressing that there is no such thing as safe, as safe drug consumption. They argued that trying to safely inject street drugs like fentanyl is a contradiction due to the lack of regulation and inherent risks involved. Jason Johnson, president of the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, highlights the ripple effect in drug-related issues, which include homelessness disorder and increased theft and shoplifting. The vending machines are currently part of a pilot program, and their success will determine whether more will be rolled out. New York York City health officials have expressed concern that if current trends continue, the city will experience another record year in overdose deaths. This unique approach to public health is certainly generating discussion and debate about the, its effectiveness and implications. So, yeah, you're going to have a, you can get free crack pipes and, and Narcan out of these free vending machines. Tell, tell me what this says. The machine ran out of pipes in the first 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Tells and me they better put some new pipes cost, in it. It's costing the taxpayers $730,000. Wow. <clears throat> so pretty soon we won't have any taxpayers left or everybody will be on crack. Well, there you go. <laughs> then, well, then we're going to get crack. Well, we'll have so many, you know. Yeah, we won't need free crack, crack pipes, pipes anymore. They'll be all over the place. All right, everybody will have one. It's not really how that works, though, is it? No, I think the problem is they always get broken. <clears throat> we didn't We didn't collect all. We should have collected all the antennas uh, when, they did, when they did cash for clunkers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You're right. Yeah. We we could have made pipes out of the bottoms of those. I don't, I never understood that, but I mean it's just a, so we should make so so we should make like crack pipe recycling centers. Yes. Yes. Eco-friendly crack usage. Eco-friendly <laughs> crack usage. I do like it. I do like it. And if we got we that's, got, if we well, got that's what we'll do. We'll get we'll get bums to clean up and then then we'll have them in go into a glass blowing shop and they can blow little little glass pipes out of recycled glass. And we'll sell them out the front. Genius. They're artisan made. We're, 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 we're one of those businesses that gives a, a person another chance in life. I, I can't see how we lose. Fantastic. I, I love it. We're going to, but if we, if we got arrested at night, then we'd have to go to night court. Yeah. And you know, who's not at night court anymore? Bull. Rest in, rest in peace, bull. Yeah, in a sad turn of events, Richard Mull, the character actor renowned for his role as the gentle giant bailiff on the original Night Court sitcom, has passed away at the age of 80. Mull, known for his portrayal of Bull Shannon on NBC's Night Court from 1984 to 1992, left an indelible mark on the entertainment world. Mull's character Bull was beloved for his catchphrase, Okay, and his endearing, albeit dim-witted, worldview. Alongside co-stars Harry Anderson and John Larroquette, he formed a close friendship with Marsha Warfield's Roz Russell, the court's other bailiff. Following his stint on Night Court, Mull lent his iconic gravelly voice to various video games and comic book projects, uh, such as Batman, the animated series, where he voiced Harvey Dent. He also graced the screen in horror films, such as uh, Ghost Shark in 2013 and Sleigh Bells in 2018. Mull's diverse career included voicing Scorpion in the 1990s Spider-Man, the animated series, and making appearances in movies like The Flintstones, Jingle All the Way, and Scary Movie 2, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Standing at an impressive six foot eight inches tall, the towering actor did not participate in the reboot of Night Court alongside Lara Cat. The original series concluded with Bull's character being abducted by aliens who required his That's right. Who required his height to match <laughs> to reach high shelves. Oh shit, dude, that's yeah. right. Richard Mull survived by his children, Chloe and Mason Mull, his ex-wife Susan Mull, and stepchildren Cassandra Card and Morgan Nostling. Cuz I watched that new Night Court. Did you? you? Did. I was going I was going to ask if you it's, did. It's I, cute. I certainly did. It's cute. It's cute. Got Melissa Roush. Let's finish this up. Uh, yeah, and that's just Big Bang Theory. Uh, the entertainment mourns the loss of this talented actor who brought joy to to us through the to us through his many memorable performances. So yeah, missing the Night Court guys, both uh, Harry and uh, and uh, Richard Muller yeah. now gone. Yeah. Well, in all right. So in this reboot, like he's his daughter. So so yeah, well, Melissa, Melissa Roush uh, plays yeah. his daughter. Okay. It's fantastic. It's it's not. It's cute. It's cute. It's I'm, I was I was glad to see John Larroquette working. Well, I mean, right? I mean, it, it, it's probably been getting tough, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just real quick. Oh, shit. My uh, Dean is here with us. Okay. We're, we're actually running a little bit late. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Dean is here with us, and uh, my wife wanted to wanted to join in on this as well. And that's who's logged in as Ida banged her harder. Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because the last time she logged in, it was 
She was I hate it here. We were doing we were doing our our te- our skirt our play. Yes, our audio play in short mm-hmm. character was Ida Banger Harder. Uh, Dini, that's actually not. That's not the last time I logged in, though. The last time I logged in, we were doing a virtual funeral, and this is how I logged in. <laughs> still not changed. It. <laughs> so, oh fuck! <laughs> so don't don't forget. Don't, never forget. It was my niece. She died of. Answer. Oh, dude! Oh my God! <laughs> your wife, your your father's like she's vicious. No wonder she puts up with him. <laughs> she finally somebody who's going to be able to continue. Was, Look at that vicious bitch. She put that on. Right. She's going to keep him in line. Maddie's finally figured I, it out. I've got apologies to make because we haven't ended <laughs> the first Zoom. Uh, we're running we got about we're ten. Running. We got about ten minutes. We only have we only have about ten minutes left in this in this Zoom. And then we have to wait 10 minutes to um, start over, start again. So, um, so let's go through our, we'll, we'll do our regular, uh, we're just going to close the show now. And yeah. can, can we, can we ask you guys to come, you know, come join us again in 10 minutes? Is that Actually, right? It's you, 20 minutes. No, we're, we're ending it now. So it's 10 minutes. Oh, word. Yeah. All right. Is that all right with you, Dean? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Right, I appreciate your patience, man. In- no in that case, I'm going to jump right in here and tell you the same things that we tell you every week. That uh, here at the Media Virus Podcast, we are we would not be able to bring this to you without the sponsorship of our our fabulous sponsors. Uh, you could be one. Go check us out at themediavirus.com, and there's a post there at the top on how you should contact us to discuss becoming a, a producer of the show. Um, now. On a regular basis, uh, we're brought to you by 30246Voice. If you want my voice on a project, go ahead and dial 30246Voice, and we'll figure out how to get my voice on your project. Uh, my Sports Art Shop uh, and their Red Bubble uh, art over there at uh, their their art at redbubble.com um, and um, mysportsreports.com, and also the Disruptive Minds podcast. Our our good friend staff writer Bill podcasting over there on spotify check him out he's putting together a good show i can't say enough good things about it because uh i've said a lot of bad things about bill before so uh that brings us to the end of our a block coming up in the b block uh we're gonna try and talk with uh with steve and dean from croydon haunted hallows uh we're gonna chat about shit stuff and things and whatever else we can sneak in then in the c block we're gonna look at uh, bringing you uh, a special edition of shit in space and we're gonna discuss the fact that our brains know that we're doing the show on zoom instead of in person we're gonna get a real uh, a real report from the laboratory at the u of v uh just the tips number 63 with big daddy in the c block that being said i will sign off on behalf of uh Grease Monkey Pete and Maddie Rockdeff. We will be b- back in the B block with an interview right after this. He's about as white as it gets. All right. Go ahead and drop us. Recording stopped.